All right. Good morning. Good night. Whatever. Whatever time it is. We are coming in episode five. Five episodes deep here, channel seventy-nine. Once again, it's Vince and T riding solo. Um, the open mic challenge for anybody was not answered. So it's just us two again. Bring no, no birthday. Yeah, Craig. no birthday, Craig. It technically is his birthday right now. So tweet him, tell him happy birthday. Um, happy, happy. I was, I was gonna sing to him, but he decided not to show up yeah. today or not to join us tonight. So yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's it's a birthday, um, birthday escape for him there. So tell him happy birthday. Maybe he'll like it, maybe he won't. I don't know. Probably he might. Fit some cool people. Alright, we got a decent show lined up for you. We're going to talk NBA playoffs, uh, NHL playoffs, some current events. Um, that's about it. Uh, keep following us on Twitter. Keep looking at the website. Keep telling your friends about our podcast and tell them to tell their friends and then we'll be get way more downloads and listens after all that happens. So keep it up. Um Yeah, that's it. Tell your yeah, pets. tell your pets, tell tell your pets to tell their friends and just keep telling everybody and we'll keep we'll keep coming every week. Uh, we'll start we'll start with NHL. I watched some of the some of the Penguins game tonight. I was switching back and forth there between the Cavs game, caught the Penguins game. Um, the only goal I saw was the first Ottawa goal. I missed the the other two, but that's all right. Uh, the only good thing about that is we get a game seven in the NHL playoffs, which is about the best TV you can see um, out there in the West. The the Predators, Nashville. Wrapped it up. They're waiting to see who they play in the finals. And I believe T has a pick for the finals. Oh, yeah. Going with Nashville. And I don't really care who comes out of the East. I hope it's... I kind of do hope it's Pittsburgh. Just for the fact that <clears throat> I live in Pittsburgh. And, you know, everybody gets excited around here for, for hockey. Um, obviously, they get excited in Ottawa because it's Canada and... You know they love themselves in hockey, but um, purely for selfish reasons, I hope it's uh, Pittsburgh, and then I hope Nashville beats Pittsburgh on the the biggest hockey stage, probably of them all. I mean, I guess you could make an argument for the Olympics, but um, yeah, like Vince said, playoff hockey is really exciting. So, but yeah, I'm going with Nashville on this one. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I I don't it. know. I mean, Nashville seemed to be the team coming out of the West, all, at least in this in the finals versus the Ducks there. So they're going to be a tough test for whoever's out of the East. Um, I hope it's the Penguins just because I semi root for them in the playoffs. Uh, I was a Lemieux fan growing up, so I like to see him doing well. Whatever he's president of the team or whatever he is, so that's cool for me. And I just like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like like to watch them play. Um, like you said, the excitement in Pittsburgh is is cool. I'm not too far from there, so that drifts its way up up here as well. Uh, but just the 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 quality of the TV it produces is what 
you know, is what I'm most excited about anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a lot of big-name players for Pittsburgh. I mean, I, I bet, my, my guess is more people could identify players from the Penguins than they could from the Senators. And, you know, superstars always make the matchup. I know hockey's a little bit different. Um, everything seems to be a little bit more even, you know, regardless of how many stars you might have on your team. And that's not to say Ottawa doesn't have any, like Carlson, but... I just feel like, you know, Pittsburgh is stockpiled with um, stars like Crosby and Malkin. Um, <clears throat> so I'd like I just like to see that matchup, uh, especially going against uh, PK Subban, who's probably one of you know my, probably one of my favorite defensemen. He plays for Nashville now. He used to play for um, the Cana Montreal Canadiens. So. It's nice to see him on this stage, um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I have for for hockey. Yeah, though. yeah, for sure. PK is a seems like a good dude. He's kind of a lovable character online and everything. Everybody seems to like him a lot, so that's cool. I don't know who the league would rather see, whether it be Pittsburgh and their big names, or Ottawa plus the you know the Canadian market up there. So that, that's an interesting. How the how the how the league yeah, feels sure about how, it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how big, to be honest, the Ottawa market is. I mean, I know Toronto is really big and Montreal is really big, but I don't know if I don't know much about Ottawa, to be honest. So my guess is the league probably wants to see Sidney Crosby in there, and they won it last year, right? Yeah. So yeah. it'd be back to back. You know, that's always a good. Um, Storyline. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't know the size or the or the um, you know the the fan interest outside of outside of Ottawa, the immediate area. Anyway, I don't know what that would be. So you're probably right. Pittsburgh's probably the the league pick for that. Uh, so game seven Thursday, eight p.m. So tune into that game seven. This hockey is always great TV, and Tigo's uh, or. Yeah, I guess we both picked Pittsburgh to that. Both uh, just personal reasons, I guess. Yeah, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh to get in the finals, and I want Nashville over Pittsburgh. You want Pittsburgh over Nashville? Yeah, probably. I don't, I don't, I don't see why it would change <laughs> after that. But you never know what'll happen. Yeah. Uh, so we have some current events you got down. You can we can hit those up now. Yeah, I just I just had a couple. Um, so from the NFL standpoint, uh, Megatron was at the Raiders OTA. Um, I think he's just there. He was just you know chatting with the guys and stuff. He's not there you know to be on the Raiders team. At least I don't think so. Um, that would be a pretty incredible turnaround for him. He didn't play yeah. last year, obviously, off his retirement, but. Um, just the thought of him joining Cooper and I think Crabtree's still there, right? So yep. that'd be that'd be pretty sick. Um, obviously, that's a Madden that's a Madden fantasy more than is than it is a Raiders reality. But uh, I think that'd be pretty cool to see him come back. Um, other NFL news: uh, uh, sticking with wide receivers, Odell Beckham. 
signed the most lucrative shoe deal with Nike. I think it was five million for five years. So um, he's gonna be looking at some serious paper coming in, um, <coughs> which doesn't really surprise me. I mean, kids, kids want his shoes. Um, so that seems like a good deal, but if you think about it, just in comparison, like, um, what's LeVar Ball wants a billion for his son who hasn't proved anything, and Odell Beckham can only get five million from, um, you know, the greatest, probably the greatest sport in, in the U.S., so, you know, that just, it just goes to show you how far away he was from those shoe companies yeah yeah he's uh um, that, that guy's a character for sure he's out there uh it'll be interesting to see what nike can do with with odell um if they give him a signature sneaker um i mean just that money compared to like lebron's money even coming out of high school just shows you the gap and and you know the money they can make from sneakers from a basketball player to a to a football player or something like that so they i'm sure nike would get creative with his, his merchandise and his logo and all that fun stuff and they'll do a good job for them yeah yeah well there's you know the thing about nike or about cleats in particular is there's only one place to wear yeah so they're gonna have to do you know they're gonna have to do something the, else for them yeah it's on the field so i mean it's you know you can buy basketball shoes and wear them wherever wherever you want to um <clears throat> so yeah, they'll have to get they'll have to get a little creative. I'm sure he'll have his own little Odell line or something crazy with um, a bunch of random colors and stuff that seems oh, nice yeah. to fit his personality. Oh yeah, he likes to wear them crazy looking warm up shoes out there for warm ups. Yeah. Yeah. And he likes to celebrate, which brings us into the next topic, which is the NFL. Um, I, I don't know if they. I guess they lessen their stance on celebration rules. So, just in the little um, note here, the things that you can do now that you couldn't do last year, the previous years, is you can have group celebrations now again. So they kind of took that away where you couldn't have anything predetermined. You know, you could jump it up and give each other high fives and stuff, but you couldn't have like a dance or anything prepared. Um, so they're they're allowing that again, and the go to the ground rule. You could never go to the ground. You know, even if you were going bending your knees to pray or whatever, they're taking that um, out again. <clears throat> or you're allowed to do that again. I'm sorry. And uh, the last thing you're allowed to do is use the ball as a prop. So you know when people you know take a jump shot over the goalpost or you know give it CPR, you're allowed to do that stuff again. So those are kind of the cool things that they let back in. And then and then there's a couple things that they still didn't let in, which to me makes sense. There's the um, violent or offensive imagery. So you can't like, the example they showed is, um, <clears throat> I forget what the play, who the player was, but he did like, he was sho shooting like a bow and arrow, like towards the other player. So like they're not, they're not allowing you to show that kind of stuff. And you can't do suggestive acts. So like when Antonio Brown got fined for um, twerking or whatever in the end zone, you still can't do that or humping the goalpost. You're not allowed to do any of those things still. So I'm okay with that. I mean, 
to me those you don't really need to do, do those kind of things but um i'm glad they let in the ball as a prop and um you can go to the ground now and stuff because there's just been to me it's just been overboard with all the penalties and stuff um they showed on espn they showed like a little chart today that i was like blown away by so in 2012 there was only three penalties for unsportsmanlike uh, conduct on touchdowns. In 2016, there was 29. So yeah, in a huge, four huge or five jump. years, it went from, yeah, there was a 26 penalty gap, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And and then they showed the fines. Um, in 2014, uh, there was $94,000 worth of fines. And they noted there that uh, Jimmy Graham when he dunked that ball, he got a $30,000 fine um, just for that. So in 2014, the number was 94,000. That's with the 30,000 for Jimmy Graham. 2015, it was 66. So if you would take out the Jimmy Graham thing from 2014, 2014 and 2015 would be about the same. And then last year, 2016, it was $310,000. Un that's unreal. Um, so look to see that those numbers go down again if um and those are from those are obviously fines from uh touchdown celebrations yeah so yeah less all in all i'm in favor of that lessening the rules and letting them get a little bit more fun with it at the end of the you know after they score a touchdown yeah last year definitely definitely got out of hand with all the flags they were throwing and all the fines coming along with that i mean they would they would do it for every little thing and you know, like they say, take the fun out of the game. But I do agree with with the changes. Like, I guess I mean I, it's uh, it was always entertaining for me to see the guys like Ojo and To do their thing in the end zone. I mean, maybe they took it maybe they took it overboard every once in a while, but most of the time they you know towed the line of of entertainment and and provided the entertainment. I mean, I was always a fan of that. So uh, I'm sure we'll see some some uh, creative celebrations in the coming year, you know, with Odell and Antonio Brown and all them guys. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We should see some good ones. Hopefully them guys are on my fantasy team that are doing the dances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and the only other note I had for the NFL was I was looking at just the updated uh, odds um, from yesterday, the 23rd. Um, so some of them, well, today or yesterday, I guess, depends on us because we're recording this at 1 a.m. now. Um, <clears throat> uh, Patriots are still on top. They're six to one, or they're three to one. I'm sorry. They opened at six to one. And then the Cowboys were second. Just picking through here. Steelers are fourth. Um, the Eagles apparently aren't on this <laughs> list. I think they're down at like 17. So, and then last place, well, tied for last, they're the 49ers and the Browns. I don't think that's a big surprise. No, I don't think so. so. Nothing surprises me there so far. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so I just thought that those were a couple notable points. I mean, the Patriots obviously is, with all the moves they made, it just makes sense that they're at the top and they'll be up the top as long as Brady's probably there, I'm guessing. So, yeah, the Patriots are. are 
substantially better even than they were last year at coming off a Super Bowl win. So uh, they always cover the spread too, so they're always a good bet if you're betting their side of it anyway. Mm-hmm. I think they covered the spread like 16 times last year at all their games or something crazy like that. So Wouldn't yeah, so they're they're a betters dream up there in New England. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just some other football notes I saw throughout the day. I think Odell and I think um, Le'Veon Bell have missed their first day of OTAs. Um, I, I know OTAs are voluntary, but just of note mm-hmm. that um, two guys that are o- Odell's priced on his rookie deal, so he's probably underpaid. I don't know about Bell, but Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing, well, I don't know. I mean, it, like I said, it's voluntary, but it still is uh, noteworthy anyway. I'd imagine Bell's probably still on his too, right? I mean, he's he's only 25. So. Yeah, like I said, I'm not exactly sure, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the rookie, like, I, they didn't kill, well, I think Odell in the middle of the first round, but that's not, you know, best receiver in the game money he's making so far, so. I don't know if that's why I held out, or I don't know if, if whatever it is, but he's not there yet. And I know Ben, I don't think Ben was too happy with Bell being out of the Steelers OTAs. But whenever, but he's really never that happy, so. Yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I'm not sure what his problem is, and, you know, it's not like Bell's not reliable, so, who knows. Yeah, I mean, these guys will be there when they have to be there. I mean, the new CBA pretty much made it impossible to miss actual practice, you know, to actually have these holdouts exist anymore because the fines are like $40,000 a day if they miss, you know, real mm-hmm. real stuff. So they'll be there when they need to be there, and those guys show up every Sunday anyway. So I don't think there's any need to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. well, in case Odell doesn't show up, he just got that big contract from Nike. Yeah, I'll just do some stuff with Nike and keep, keep it rolling. Yep. Yeah. So, like I said, the thing I think that's all we got for current events. Not a crazy, not really a crazy week in in the sports world, anyway. Just a nope. Just uh, sticking with football. Um, I just seen today. Also, there's a hundred days till college. Um, till college football starts. So they just had the little. Over under um, total win numbers and a couple stood out to me. I mean, obviously, so Alabama's ten and a half wins. Um, they're the top, and then Ohio State usually, you know, you'd expect to see them second. Um, Penn State's actually up there at nine and a half. They're tied with Oklahoma and Florida State and USC and Washington. So a lot of good ones. But the one that stuck out to me was Miami. Uh, they're eight and a half. I can't remember the last time they were over nine wins. So it'd be interesting to see if if they're able to hit that mark or not. I'm obviously pulling for it, being a Hurricanes college football fan. So um, it would be nice to see them back up there. So I don't know if you had anything on college football. Obviously, it's still really early. Yeah, we're um, to even even think about. Yeah, it, we're definitely so. still early. Um, that is interesting that Miami's up there losing uh, Kaya, your boy down there, quarterback. 
So yep. they must have had, you know, some strong, some strong recruits come in, and maybe they'll be back to the Miami that they were, you know, early two thousand, early two thousands. I guess they were the last time they were real strong. Back when they invented swag. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess the U invented swag. The U, the U South, anyway. Not not the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what we're talking about. Not U. Yeah, not the actual U. The U, the U South. Um, just you, you mentioned Penn State was up there, and our boy Dan, our uh, our uh, he was our, our our mock draft and our golf guy, and living out there in Cleveland doing doing the stuff out there. He texted me when that when Penn yeah he texted me when Penn State's line came out at nine and a half, and he we were just chatting about that a little bit. He always we always text back and forth about Penn State stuff. So he texted me that, and I just jotted down Penn State's schedule real quick, and I, you know, just wrote win or loss next to him, and pretty mm-hmm. easily they can get to nine at least, and then they have um, at Northwestern would be win number ten, so that would push them over, and then the only ones that really are going to give them trouble. You know, I think if if they live up to the potential and the hype and all that stuff, would be Michigan, which is at home, which helps them in their favor, obviously. And then they go to Ohio State the next week. So, um, from my perspective as a Penn State fan, I see at least ten wins with Michigan at home. That should be eleven wins, and Ohio State is a toss-up at this point. At You know, away against Ohio State, coming off your second toughest test of the season in Michigan, and coming off mm-hmm. probably a week before that, your third toughest test at Northwestern, that's going to be a bad, or not bad, I mean, it's that's going to be a, um, a very, very tough atmosphere and a very, very tough just game overall for them, I think. So that's that's it. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a tough little stretch there. Yeah, they have uh, Northwestern, Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State. I think they have a bye week mm-hmm. in there too, but that's that's the heart of their Big Ten schedule anyway. Yeah, they got yeah they go to Northwestern uh, October seventh, and then they have that bye week. But then they go Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State right in a row, and so Ohio I, State, Michigan State, like you said, are both away. Yeah, and Ohio State's coming off a bye, going into Ohio mm-hmm. State, so that's that's a tough matchup. And and you embarrassed them last year. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean that's that's always I mean that's always the game for for Penn State anyway. And if they're you know eight and zero going into that game, that's you know that's ESPN, that's College Game Day, and everything there too. So actually, I think Fox might have picked up the rights to that game, but I don't know. That's that's a big that's Gus Johnson on the call right there. If that's Fox, you know what I mean. That's that's the number one show of the night. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Time. Uh, so uh, I'm expecting good things out of Penn State this year. They got talent coming back. Um, you know, I got the blinders on being a big fan, but that's just that's just how I feel. Um, Who did you say had the highest? Who was Alabama and Ohio State or at ten, right? Uh, Alabama was ten and a half. Ohio State was oh, okay. ten, even. So yeah, they're they're up there. 
the highest then, right? Yeah, I didn't see. I can't. I, I didn't look for Michigan. Yeah, that's all right. So. I don't really. Whatever. We don't care about Michigan. I definitely. Yeah, they got Jim Harbaugh. Turned into a clown. Yep. Um. Yeah. So, would you say 100 days of college football? I'm sure we'll have. We'll be covering that a lot during the during the week during the weeks leading up to the season and. You know, weekly, oh, weekly as big stuff happens as the rankings come out. People put out our own, our own Channel Seventy Nine rankings and uh, follow the Heisman and all that kind of crazy stuff. And yeah, we'll be, we'll definitely take a deep dive into college football. That's a, that's Saturdays. That's what we live for on Saturdays in the fall, anyway. Yep. Um, and just to touch on what we covered last week I believe um our Preakness pick didn't turn out very well is that that's right isn't it yeah that's that um Louisville Alex is um a little bit apologetic for that <laughs> well cloud computing won uh, I did miss the race I don't know what the heck I was doing I think I just forgot you know I got busy for a half hour there and that happened to be the time when I missed the race but cloud computing won and that's that's I didn't I haven't even watched a replay of it yet, so I don't even know. I don't know if you have any input on it, but yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't either. Um, I was over at the Jennerstown Motor Speedway near close to here, so I was watching some car races um, during that. So I didn't I didn't watch it either, but I just know that <clears throat> Alex's picks. Um, did not do the best, so. Yeah, that's all right. We were, we were definitely, yeah, we were definitely off on that. Yeah, well, we can't, we can't hit them all. That's for sure. We'll try to do better next time. Whenever the, what's next, Belmont? Yeah, Belmont Stakes is the last one. I mean, obviously now, that's the one thing that sucks for probably Belmont. I mean. It's still a, an attraction, but it's not nearly the attraction it is when somebody who won the first two races is coming, you know, horse was coming in with two wins going for the Triple Crown, but um, obviously people will still watch and bet on it, so. Yeah, for sure. I think the, I think the big, or I think the big downside there is probably TV ratings. You know, a lot of people probably won't watch, mm -hmm. but I mean, it'll be, you know, the, It'll be full there, and you know all the people that bet on it will will watch regardless of who's in it. So, TV ratings is probably the only yeah. downside to the to no triple crown. But I mean, we just got one, so we can't can't expect one every year. That's true. Um, and that's all I have for current events, and that's all we need to cover from last episode, I believe. Yep. Um. All right, so we got basketball left. We got the UFC news left. I guess we can just touch on the UFC news. It's not super important, but yeah, that's more current events anyway. Yeah, um, UFC two or yeah, UFC two twelve is next Saturday, but the news that came out today um, is about two thirteen, which is the next uh, pay per view card after that. It lost. I believe it's it's headliner and Cody Garbrandt and T.J. Dillashaw with Garbrandt's 
I guess he tweaked his back, or I don't know what he did to his back, but his back hurts, so he's out. Um, Dillashaw's out. I think he said Dillashaw's uh, trying to negotiate uh, Mighty Mouse, but I don't think Mighty Mouse wants that. But that wouldn't be ready for, you know, that's July or whenever it is anyway, so that's out of the question. Um, so the headliner of that card, I believe, right now is... Amanda Nunez and Valentina Shevchenko, and the under and the co-main event there is Yoel Romero. Just announced he's going to be against Robert Whitaker for the interim belt at that weight class. We talked about Yoel Romero a little bit there for our 211 preview when we got took a little deep dive into UFC. I think we're all pretty high on him. I think we're all um, excited to watch him fight. Although that card kind of lost its luster, you know, in Garbrandt, who we talked about a lot in that previous episode as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I think, I think you're, yeah, like you were saying, UL is one of the, you know, more exciting up and coming fighters that that the UFC has to offer, um, and it is, it's just a shame that. Uh, Garbrandt can't go because that was going to be a lot of fun to watch those guys. I mean, they're both, him and Dillashaw are both heavy, heavy trash talkers and um, they'll do it in the middle of the ring, so, or octagon in, in the middle of the cage, so um, that's definitely a fight that I wanted to see and hopefully we get to eventually see it. I don't know what, you know, if, if Dillashaw does go after Mighty Mouse and that deal gets done. I don't know if that means him stepping down or what in weight class, but I, I want to see Garbrandt and Dillashaw at some point. Yeah, it's definitely a big blow so. to that card and to the UFC, really. You know, they were kind of hoping Garbrandt would be the next big star in, in the absence of all the other stars anyway until anybody else gets back. Um, you know, those guys would have been coming off the Ultimate Fighter, um, so that could have drew some more ratings to the card and really push, you know, if, if Garbrandt got the win, push him into the next level until Jones came, comes back from suspension and if McGregor comes back or if he fights Mayweather or whatever he does. I mean, there's, like we talked about in, the, in that episode, there's, just, there's room for somebody to take the top spot, at least for a little bit, and he, he was being... You know, being in a in a great position to be that guy anyway, and now it's put on hold anyway, which kind of sucks for him and for the UFC. Yeah, I think I'd have to go back and look, but uh, I think this that's on the fight International Fight Week, and I think like the last three or four of those, the UFC's had some real troubles filling out there. Uh, or not filling out the main card, but maintaining the main card. Because I think, I think if I remember, somebody was last year, wasn't it Jones and Cormier who was supposed to be on? Yeah, I, on yeah, International card? Fight Week. I think you're right. I think this is the card for that. And I think the past three or four International Fight Week cards mm -hmm. have lost their main event. You know, in, in the lead up. I think I I, I heard that. I read it, heard it somewhere, somebody said that. But yeah, the last three or four have lost their main event. 
uh, I don't, I don't really know international play because I'm guessing they just throw a bunch of marketing money at this card and promote it all over the place and have guys from all over. I think they, it's kind of like their, kind of like their Super Bowl of the year, I think, right? Yeah, it's 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 basically like the Super Bowl of the year or Super Bowl of the year that culminates on that whatever that pay per view yeah. number is this this year. It's two thirteen, but like all throughout the week, they have like fight nights that build up to that so like they'll have um friday i think they'll do like thursday and friday they'll have fights and then saturday is like the big you know card to to cap it all off but um yeah it's a shame that those they just can't get they, they just can't get it right and the biggest on their biggest stage so yeah yeah um, they've had a tough run on international phobic over the last couple of years and mm-hmm. I don't know unfortunately I don't see uh, Amanda Nunez and Valentina Shevchenko selling a ton of pay-per-views as a as a headliner uh, no I mean that, that's why they kind of they almost had to have Romero on that card yeah but e- even I mean, even with him I don't know well, I mean, I, you could say this about anybody, really, other than McGregor. and I don't even know who else really drives huge pay-per-view numbers that even make the UFC happy to look at. I don't know if there's, you know, anybody really past McGregor who can who can do that himself, anyway. If Yeah, if fighting was more... If, if UFC wasn't so tasking on the body, you would have McGregor... And John Jones all the time fighting on this card, um, just because that's what they want. They want you to, even if it's 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 kind of like their sort of WrestleMania, right? They just want one night where everybody buys pay per views and everybody gets hyped and excited about it, and then hopefully that momentum carries throughout the year until next year's, you know, uh, International Fight Week. So they kind of want that and. That's why they did with so they they had obviously Nunez, um, who's a champ, and has beaten Rousey, so people know who she is. Um, you know she just beat up Rousey, um, and then obviously they wanted Garbrandt Dillashaw, who who Garbrandt just came off beating Cruz, you know so everybody knows who Garbrandt is because Cruz was very well known in the fight game. So you know it, people who didn't believe in Garbrandt watch that fight you have no choice but to believe in them so you know they had two big champions going and the other people in the card were former champions or really well-known people like they have uh verdum and he's number one i think in the you know top contender in the heavyweight division and he was going against um over alistair over him who's like number three or four So, you know, those that's a huge fight. So they would have had Nunez, the champ. They would have had Garbrandt, champ. And they would have had that top contender fight um, going. And then the other two on the card was one is Anthony Pettis. Now, he's not fighting. He's fighting Jim Miller's relatively no name. Um, <clears throat> and then the other fight on that is Robbie Lawler and Donald Cerrone. So, I mean, people know who those fighters are. Um, so... It's, you know, obviously they're looking for a big card, and with Garbrandt out, that kind of, you know, 
poo-poos that, and obviously McGregor couldn't be on this one because um, he's going through the boxing thing, and he just had his kid, so he's probably not in fighting shape anyway. Um, <clears throat> so they're definitely going to miss some firepower on this on this card. Yeah, for sure. It would have been interesting to see uh, the numbers that Cody would have would have put up in the in the in the main event spot because I mean that's really the the sign of you know is is he the real deal to you know to be that draw mm -hmm. to be that money maker that they they need in the absence of all their other money makers so unfortunately we won't get that until I don't even know maybe in the fall he might fight I guess I don't know might be a little while but we'll keep an eye on it and see where well, that goes yeah it'll be it'll be interesting because if if Cruz I'm sorry, if Dillashaw doesn't get Mighty Mouse like he wants, no matter what the scenario is, he goes down, Mighty Mouse comes up, whatever it is, if he doesn't get that, my guess is it'll be Cruz and Dillashaw, or, yeah, Dillashaw and Cruz going for the interim belt, and then whenever Garbrandt's back, it'll be Garbrandt versus the winner of Cruz and Dillashaw, and that would that would be an interesting fight because Cruz-Garbrandt, Cruz too, would be just as interesting to me, maybe even more interesting than uh, Dillashaw Garbrandt won. So, who knows? Who knows how it's going to play out? But <clears throat> it's just unfortunate that he got hurt. Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine um, Dillashaw would try to wait, it, try to wait it out and get that. Go for the, you know, go for the real bout there. Um, I I kind of liked the mm -hmm. matchup only because of. Uh, the rivalry of, of the camps with Dillashaw leaving there and, you know, Cody yeah. coming up there. That was that was what drew my interest, really, to, to that fight. So I, I'd like to see that happen. Um, but I, 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 I like Cruz, too, so I'd like to, you know, if he gets a shot, too, I wouldn't be mad about it. So, I'm you know, whatever happens, happens. We'll just have to see how it plays out. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do find it funny that <clears throat> those UFC, like, they're a part of a of a gym. You know, like you were saying, Dillashaw was Team Alpha Male, and then he like wanted to leave to expand his fight game, and like everybody from the camp now sees him as a traitor. I mean, I'm sure there might be some sketchy stuff going on or whatever, but <clears throat> um, it's just funny to me how those guys get so uptight worked over because the guy wants to move on and train and do some different training i mean to me that only makes sense you can only i'm sure under faber you can only train so much um in in his style before you have to move on you know because everybody else is continually updating their fight profile and learning new jujitsu and all kinds of stuff so um <clears throat> you know those guys see that as kind of like a that that guy who's leaving the group is like stabbing them in the backs when to me that you know just says that they're trying to be a better fighter yeah so. <laughs> I, I definitely agree i think i think it is well accepted in throughout other camps you know throughout the world or throughout the u.s i think just for some reason uh uriah had a problem with with uh tj leaving and i, I think the major problem was with the the coach who kind of kind of snaked them away from from him out there 
Yeah. 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 They had a falling out. Faber and that guy. Yeah, I think. Cruz I, or then Dillashaw went to. Yeah, I think that was the main, the main beef anyway. But. Mm-hmm. But I think it is you know becoming more accepted, at, at least in other gyms throughout, that you know allow people to train here and, you know, for a couple of weeks and go here for a couple of weeks, but you know do most of their fight camp in in their home gym. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll just keep an eye on um, the 213 card, International Fight Week. Hopefully, hopefully it's a good one. Uh, 212 should be okay. But, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll cover them when they come up. We'll, we'll break down the, the big fights we like, and uh, that's about it for that. Uh, other big news we have... Um, currently in the past week would be the NF or not the NFL playoffs, not yet anyway, the NBA playoffs. Um, we're still waiting on the finals, I believe start June 1st, I think is the first date for the finals. Yeah. Yeah. So June 1st is the first date for the finals. I expect that to be the Cavs traveling to Golden State for that first game. Um, the Cavs have a chance to close it out on Thursday night at 8.30 up in Boston, game five. Um, yeah, 8.30, Boston, game five. Cavs have a chance to close it out. I believe they will um, get, it, you know, get it out in five, fly back home for a bit there, and, and, and gear up for Golden State. Um, you think they'll close it out in five, too? Uh, I I think they'll close it out in four, and I don't I don't, I want to say that again because I didn't I didn't stutter there. I think they'll close it out in four. I don't know how they lost that game. I mean that's just ridiculous. They completely ruined my storyline going into the finals where them and the Warriors would meet up without losing a game. So, but yeah, I do think they'll close it in five. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know that's what the heck ridiculous. happens, but I mean it's. That's it happens, I guess. You can't. Well, yeah, I guess you can win them all, but unfortunately, they they didn't win them all, and uh, they bounced back tonight. Kyrie had career high in the playoffs, forty three, forty five or something. I think he finished with. I don't know exactly, but he put on a show in the second half. Um, they adjusted to the changes that that Brad Stevens made for game game three. There, they adjusted pretty well, and uh, I think they came out. Fairly healthy. Kyrie Warzank a little bit. It looked like Love tweaked his back a little bit, but they'll get treatment and they'll have a little bit of time to heal up for the, the Warriors. So they should be at full strength as well with the Warriors. So we're looking forward to June 1st there for the finals. Um, I watched about, I don't know, 10 minutes of the game four there, the Warriors Spurs. And the Spurs, I don't even know, the Spurs are bad. And the Warriors, they didn't look impressive to me, but that's only basketball I saw them play, so maybe I just caught a bad 10 minutes. But I don't know if you watched any of that series or not. Um, yeah, I watched a little bit of that game. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me, if I remember correctly, they started um, Patrick McCaw that game. And I was yeah, I don't even, I didn't even, I, like, I didn't even know he was on the team, so. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, what? I, like, I was just like, I don't know. Part of me was like, 
are they just like sticking it to San Antonio, like starting <laughs> this kid? I, like that's what I thought. Like I was like, who is that out there? And so, I don't know. I mean, I watched a little bit of it. I think um, <clears throat> I thought I thought San Antonio was very unimpressive, um, and they kind of got exposed. I mean, without Kawhi, it's just clear that that team would be nothing. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge is not the player that that they signed that they thought they were getting from Portland. So. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just thought that that was a very pathetic series, and I thought, uh, boss, the Boston series was going to be the same thing. At least Boston put up a fight <clears throat> when it looked like you know San Antonio really, really didn't. I mean, <clears throat> they should have won that first game, and they let it let it go, and then after that, they just looked very, um, very unimpressive. So, without besides the first half of that first game. I wasn't impressed with San Antonio at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, without without Kawhi, they didn't really stand a chance. Golden State, and Golden State didn't really play anybody at all out there in the West. I, I don't know who they had in the first round. I think they played Utah, and oh, they played Portland in the first round. Yeah. Okay, and they played Utah in the second round, and then they finished off the Spurs without Kawhi. So nothing super impressive there. Yeah, they didn't lose, but you know they probably shouldn't have lost any of those teams anyway. So, but they made it. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I watched like ten minutes of them versus Spurs, and Kevin Durant is mm-hmm. definitely the alpha male of that team after only playing one year with them. I mean, even Steph and Clay defer mm-hmm. to him on every possession, basically, except when Curry gets in the in that zone where he just wants to hit a three to get the crowd all screaming and yelling and doing stupid stuff. But, yeah. uh, I mean, Durant, Durant runs the offense and, and that's about it. Um, I watched, like I said, I watched like 10 minutes and like half of their possessions was just a lob up to JaVale McGee. So I don't know, I don't know what the heck they were doing. Mm-hmm. If they were just messing around or if that's the way they always play, but I, I wasn't super impressed with them. I'm sure they, they have another gear for the finals and for the Cavaliers, so so we'll see. Um, just going back to the East, I don't know how you feel about this. If it would have been um, more beneficial to the Cavs to get the sweep and and get the rest, or or does that loss impact them? You know, it impact their mindset in, in a positive way at all moving forward into the finals. Yeah, I think. Um... I think it doesn't hurt um, as long as, like I said last week, as long as they get through healthy, you know, having to play another game is still having to play another right. game. And um, if they finish it off, they'll still have, what, a handful of days before they before they have to go out west even and then before they play that game. So they should have enough rest as long as they finish it off in five. But... <clears throat> To me, it doesn't hurt one way or the other, except for unless there's an injury. Like you said, Love kind of tweaked his back tonight, and Kyrie's, you know, always has, you always kind of have to hold your breath with him a little bit um, because you never know when he's going to come up with a odd injury. So just from that fact, I, I wish they would, you know, that's why I wanted them to finish it out in four is 
is just so that they could get through healthy, fully healthy, and everybody could be well rested uh, going into the the big series that everybody wants to see. So, I, I at the end of the day, it's not a bad thing as long as they get healthy, as long as they stay healthy. I mean, yeah, I think rest always helps. Um, LeBron's teams just because he has so much, so many minutes played and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think they rested enough the first two rounds to get in the sweep. So I, th- I think they're fresh. Fresh enough as long as they stay healthy, um, but just they know, like just coming, you know, coming or coming into the finals with a loss, you know, already, already experiencing a loss, already experiencing, you know, adjusting to Brad Stevens and all that kind of stuff. I think there's an argument to be made that them losing on Tuesday was was a uh, kind of like kind of like they hit the hit the refresh button, you know, they got their mind. They got their mind refreshed. They think, you know, it, you know, if we don't come out mm-hmm. like this, if we don't come out and bring that intensity or bring, you know, bring that, bring the the firepower that they can every night, you know, this stuff can happen. So I think it was more or less a wake up call for them, and that might be beneficial for them moving forward. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it's it's another game. So as long as they come out healthy, and you said it too, as long as they come out healthy. That's all we're really looking for for the finals. Um, so yeah, June first is the finals. We will have a NBA NBA finals special for sure to to wrap that up for you guys and break it down for you and and get you some information to to get into the finals. There it should be it should be an exciting exciting finals for sure. I think this is LeBron's best roster he's ever had when healthy and they're healthy right now and I think this is the best opponent he's ever faced as far as talent on the team goes so I think it's an interesting matchup and we should have a lot to talk about for that episode and um, I know you had a a fun little game we're going to play here we're going to you know we're going to break down the finals matchup I think probably just go starting five Maybe not Patrick McCaw or whatever his name was, but <laughs> yeah, I think we'll leave him. We'll leave him in the other. Yeah, category. he'll go. He'll go. Yeah, he'll just, go others, and yeah, yeah, you can break it down for us. Yeah, I just wanted to. I mean, I, I don't want to get into it deep because obviously next week before the thing we can we can break it down further. But I just wanted to go through each, you know, position by position, and just each one of us say who we think wins in that position so in other words i'd say like Kyrie and curry and then we each pick a person who we think you know who has the advantage and i just want to tally it up at the end to see who was before we get into our picks next week um who we should be picking versus who we actually pick next week all right so just a fun little fun little game everybody can play online just tweet us your you know who you who you would have. Or yeah, whatever. we'll do so, we'll do some um, online for the final. Just before we get into that, I have some notes here from the Cavs game from yeah. the Cavs game tonight. Like I said, uh, they could play. They close it out Thursday at eight thirty p.m. in Boston. Um, just some notes for tonight. You know, Kyrie took over there in the second half, had his career playoff high. Um, the officiating was absolutely terrible tonight. I thought. I don't know if you watched the game at all, but. I watched a little bit of it, and it was... Yeah, I mean, that was... I'm always pretty harsh on officials. 
um, whether it be on TV or in, in person or whatever it may be. But I mean, that was that was some of the worst officiating I've seen um, on both sides of the ball. You know, for both teams, that was very very bad. I don't know what heck was going on, but um, hopefully the crew on Thursday is a little better and at least at least you know let's let the game happen in front of them. Um, but that's the only notes I had on that game, and we can get into the midnight matchup, man, and see what we got going on for the finals. Yep. So I just wrote down position by position, and then, like I said, we can just go through and say who would um, who would get the win here. So obviously the first place to start is uh, Curry. So if you had to pick Curry or Kyrie, who would you be? Who do you think wins that matchup? Um, I don't know. That's that might be the toughest. Well, geez, I guess they're all tough. Thinking about it real quick, but that could be the toughest one. Um, you know, any given night, it could be either one. So I guess mm-hmm. it's which one has the better, has the better opportunity. I think. I mean, I'm probably going to be biased in all my picks here, <laughs> no, but. I mean that's what we're doing it for. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to I'll try to at least explain why. I guess I'll pick Kyrie just because I feel like he has he has a green light from LeBron and from you know Ty Lue and everybody mm-hmm. to be that number one guy. Where I don't I don't even know if this makes sense to say, but I, I, it's kind of what I saw. You know, watching a little bit of this, watching a little bit of that Spurs series. I mean, Durant is clearly their guy on offense, and he, everything runs through him, and he runs his offense way different, you know, than LeBron runs it, runs Cleveland's offense. You know, LeBron is willing to defer if Kyrie gets hot. You know, he's willing to drive and dish, and um, watching that Spurs series, Durant would get in position right by the free throw line there, pull up for a jumper. I mean, he would do that. Almost like Carmelo Anthony posts up on the low block and shoots a contested fadeaway jumper. I mean, it was every possession. So I think Kyrie has yeah. more of a more of a green light from LeBron and from the flow of the offense to to get going. And also, he is you know he's their really their only isolation guy. And unless LeBron is is you know getting somebody to the basket, but he's the only one that can can clear out, can break somebody down on the dribble, and and get to the basket or pull up for three. So. That's my reasoning for picking Kyrie, anyway. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna make mine very simple. I have the ultimate bias against Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pr- with the with, that's pretty much my pick as well. So, Kyrie, yeah. yeah, with the addition of Kyrie being a Duke player, so I mean, there's to me, there's no contest. I'm taking Kyrie, but here's just a funny, uh, here's just a way to look at it. I guess it's not really funny, <laughs> but. <clears throat> Points per game this year, uh, Steph Curry, 25.3. Kyrie Irving, 25.2. So 0.1 points per game difference. Uh, Field goal percentage, uh, Curry was actually worse than Kyrie by 0.05. So not a lot separating them there. Um, Three-point percentage, Curry was 4.1. Kyrie was 4.0. So 0.01 again. So I mean they're basically, and then Kyrie's a better free throw shooter. 
so to me they're basically 1A and 1B and it's a coin flip and they're both obviously on teams that have a more um, well I guess not more dominant score but um, you know with LeBron and KD so they both have that kind of guy with them so it's it's actually a pretty easy comparison when you look at them side by side and like I said Curry has more points per game by a little bit but Kyrie's more efficient across the board except for at three so <clears throat> you know take it how you want but to me the those two side by side is actually a lot tighter than people would think I mean they just know Curry because he shoots 35 foot three-pointers but Kyrie's just as good a scorer as him on any given night so <clears throat> you know case in point tonight would you say he had like 42 or 45 or something like that so um, he's just as dynamic as a scorer as Steph is um, so we both have Kyrie on that one uh, and then second is Clay or JR well I think the logical choice would be just from taking a snapshot would be Clay although I, I think he's been struggling in the playoffs scoring the ball anyway but he's a he's a handful on defense as well but J.R. Smith is probably my second favorite basketball player of all time so I'm picking J.R. Smith I was a fan of his mm -hmm. since his dunk contest in New Orleans his rookie year I think maybe his second year he came straight out of high school you know one of the last guys to come straight out of high school um, I wear his jersey every Cavs game mostly when I'm sitting at home watching the game He's been my boy with the Nuggets, with the Knicks. Um, like I said, he's probably my second favorite basketball player, at least going right now. So I got to pick Jr. Um, if he he he's been kind of quiet on offense these playoffs, but he's um, he draws um, opposing teams' number one offensive options a lot. Um, you know, if LeBron needs mm -hmm. needs a breather, or if, if the matchup's not if the matchup's better or something, someone else. Um, I don't. I guess he won't. You know, I don't. I don't think it'll be Harden KD. I think KD's a little bit too long for him to guard for long stretches. So they'll probably probably guard each other most of the time if they're out there most of the time. Um, Clay's. I don't know. You know, a more even killed guy. You know, you know, you know, you know what you're gonna get both offensively and defensively. But you know, if Jr. has one of those games where he catches fire, he goes for you know eight nine threes, seven threes. That that's gonna win you a game in the series, and you know could could really push yeah. you over the top. So I'm going Jr. all the way. If if he's matched up against anybody in the league, Jr. is my pick. All right, and I, I'm going Clay. <laughs> I think Clay is just. <laughs> I mean, he's just. He's. I think he's just that much better than Jr. Um, but I I can definitely appreciate the. He's my boy. Oh, you got and, to. Um. I mean that's uh, that's the code I live by. So, um, those two, yeah. If it was if it was Jr. and Iguodala, I'd be taking Iguodala because he's my boy. <laughs> but uh, I'm taking Clay on this one. Uh, he's Jr. is less not not really my boy. So um, I'd go with Clay. So uh, and then obviously the next one down the list is uh, KD or Braun. Uh, you want to save them till last? Um, yeah, let's. Yeah, actually, let's save yeah. them until last. Um, uh, we can go. So I, I put down. Get by Dre. Uh, Dre at power forward. Yeah. Okay. You want to go power forward first? 
Um, I'll go. Yeah, I don't. I don't, so, I don't know who the Warriors. Is. Yeah, I don't know. If you want to match up with Thompson down there? Yeah. So I well, let's go. Let's go there first. I put so I put either McGee slash Zaza or Tristan Thompson. Shit, you could go. You, so you can. Ha- you could go. Uh, we could go. Javale Pachulic. Yeah, or Zaza McGee. I I think that might be a little better, but Zaza McGee. I kind of like the right. Yeah. So Zaza (laughs) McGee or TT. He's more affectionately called. Um, I would have to. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna pick all Kaz in this matchup, but I gotta go with Tristan Thompson just with the effort he gives, uh, rebounds. uh, he's been a beast rebound against Celtics. They don't really have anybody to match up for him, though. But he he's a beast on offensive boards. He's a beast, you know, defensively as well. He can guard one through five if he needs to. If he gets switched on somebody, he's athletic enough. His feet are quick enough to to at least give give up a give him a battle if he gets switched on to Curry or if he gets switched on to Durant. I mean, he's not a terrible matchup with Durant if he gets switched on him or anybody. You know, like I said, one through five. He can guard for short stretches. Uh, he works hard. He's been shooting great from the free throw line this series. I think he's up to in like 70% against the Celtics. So if he can keep that going, that's another big bonus. And, you know, if he goes for 10 and 10 every, every game, that's, I mean, that's kind of, kind of you know, a, that's a low rebound total for him. But if you can get, if you can get a double-double from him every game, uh, you're going to be, you know you're going to be in in a position to win that game. I believe if he if he gives his effort and he's kind of mm-hmm. he kind of you know he's uh he's the young guy on the team. Him and Kyrie are, are probably close and close and I think they came in in the same draft or maybe a year apart or something like that. So you know they're kind of the young guys. They keep the energy up. He likes to you know play off the crowd and get them all pumped into and all that kind of stuff. So he's a, a little bit of a spark plug for the Cavs. But I'm going to go with him. Um, JaVale McGee, I don't know what the heck. I, he, I watched him play, like I said, a little bit against the Spurs, and they threw a lob to him, like a half a dozen possessions. He was out there, and he got some of them, and he had some goaltends. And, you know, he, he's just a big dude. He's That's about it. I mean, he, he's big, and he takes up space, and he's a decent rim protector. But, he, I mean, you're not going to get anything yeah. special out of him on, on either end. You're going to get average average defensive play and maybe a little below average offensive play. and. And especially with Thompson, I think Thompson, you know, with his effort is going to – that's going to be a pretty good battle down underneath, I think, actually, if, if they're both down there. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, I think that you get um, – you know what you're going to get out of Tristan every single yep. game. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get out of JaVale. I mean, he's, he's fat. I mean, he's fast for a big man. He's athletic as all hell, and he's tall. So, I mean – he has some things that, some characteristics that you would like to see in your five, but he's just, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. And I think that the whole point of of starting this out was, is it Zaza or is it McGee, just kind of defines that in a nutshell that we can't even decide who their number five would be because they can't even decide. And part of that is obviously a little bit of, playing around well, they go with, small a lot you know, as well so yeah yeah <clears throat> so some of it has to do with that but i mean if you don't have consistent starters that to me just says that 
that person can't consistently play depending on how you're going to play your yeah. game. Whereas the Cavs, I'd be very surprised if um, the the five guys that we listed weren't in the starting lineup, you know, 90, 95% of the time where the um, Warriors have seemed to be playing around with that fifth spot and who starts and who doesn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if, if they even start with that small lineup and start Draymond at five there. Um, uh-huh. maybe play Duran at four. Uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know who, I don't know who plays in that small lineup anymore. Is, is Livingston part of that lineup? I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. He wasn't the other day, but, um, who knows with them? I mean, they like to throw out. I don't even know. I don't even know who would be. Uh, I mean, they have, maybe Godala or Matt Barnes. Yeah, David West, Steve um, two on the bench, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and they started with that McCaw the other day, so, you know, maybe he's a factor in that uh, a little bit. But yeah, I think I think the only person who gets a lot of well, I shouldn't say a lot of minutes, but the person who gets the most minutes is Iguodala off the bench. Besides those top, you know, besides Clay, Steph, uh, Durant, and Draymond. Yeah. So I think they like to bring Iguodala off the bench to. Fill in, and, and and I bet we see him a lot this series because he's been one of the better defenders against LeBron in the last few years. So it's hard to it's hard to not imagine that he'd be in the starting lineup because I think even last year didn't they switch? Didn't they even put him in the starting lineup? Or maybe that was two yeah, years ago. Yeah, he's there. Remember, but they're uh, <clears throat> well, they call you know they call these guys LeBron stoppers, but they just um. Make a dent in the train. <laughs> I mean, they don't they don't stop him, but yeah. but they try. He's he's you know he he has his his games where he at least frustrates LeBron, and sometimes that's all it takes a little bit. But yeah, he's he's their LeBron guy, and I don't know why Draymond isn't that guy, but I think that's another conversation. Well, yeah, I I have a lot of comments about yeah, that, but, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I think it's. I think it's Tristan in that in that matchup, uh, and then second to last one is Dre Draymond versus Love. Um, Draymond Green's probably my least favorite basketball player right now, so I'm going to pick Kevin Love. I I think right. Draymond is uh, I don't know he's kind of a I don't even know I I don't I don't even know I don't I don't like him as as a player really. I mean, he mm-hmm. puts up some good stat lines. He's not a great scorer. He's not a great. He's a decent. You know, he's pretty. He's above. He's a plus defender, probably. He's a plus rebounder. He's mm-hmm. pretty decent at passing, I guess. Um, he's just a good player on on the on the the super team that is is the Warriors. I mean, if you put him at three on any other team, that team is it's not very good. I don't think. But he's in a good spot. He, I don't know. He I mean he he plays hard. He plays, you know, too hard sometimes with all the fines he gets and kicking people and making stupid swaps like he did yesterday that made its way around the internet, wailing, playing on his arms all around the place. I mean, he's just he's a clown man, and I don't not a fan of his game. But like I said, he's he's a good fit on that on that team because he 
he plays his role well, I guess, and that's it. Uh, but as far as Kevin Love goes in Cleveland, he had a beast of a game. He had like 17 and 17, I think, tonight. So he's playing very well. He's shooting the ball well from three. He's getting some touches in the post now in this series, which I think is important as well, you know, to mix them up inside and out. Um, I think it's, I, I think, uh, he was, you know, he had that concussion last series, so I don't think he was fully there, you know, uh, one of the games he came back from, and he still performed decently well. You know, he made that stop on Curry in the last possession, so I think his confidence is there going into the series, and I think... Um, I think he's up for the challenge if Draymond's going to be on him. Um, I don't know what the heck. I don't even remember who Draymond was guarding last series, but I don't know why Draymond, the, the personality he has and, and the team, you know, Draymond should stand across LeBron James for 42 minutes if LeBron's out there for 42 minutes, I would think. But I guess that's not realistic. I guess yeah. it doesn't happen. And I guess, I don't know, maybe it's a, you know, maybe it's an ego thing. You know, like uh, like Sherman playing only on the left side instead of following the best receiver all over the field. You know, maybe it's kind of that type of thing too. Little little, uh, little bulletproof vest he can wear out. You know, protect his ego a little bit. Yeah, we can. We're definitely going to get into that for <laughs> uh, next week because I have, again, I have a lot to say about that. But I, uh, I think I'm going to surprise you on this one. And I'm with you. I think Draymond is. He's he's just a complete putz. <laughs> I don't like his game at all either. Like I hate him with a fiery passion, like more than more than penguins <laughs> hockey. But in this matchup, I'm gonna have to take him over Love. Um, he's to me, he is exactly what I mean. Not the way he plays the game, kicking his legs out and flopping and all that stuff. But he's exactly where Love was when Love was his age. He just happens to be like you said. He just happens to be on the Warriors, which gives him a boost in his game. You know, when Love was his age, he was with the Timberwolves, and not a lot of people really knew about him because the Timberwolves didn't do anything. Yep. Um, but he was night in and night out, like you said, plus defender, plus rebounder. He's a score. you know, he can score. Uh, he can shoot the three a little bit. Um, so to me, he's exactly where Love was when Love was his age, and... Um, I, I can't stand to watch him either, but he just gets the job done, and it's hard to it's hard to argue with that. Um, and again, with with all the d- defensive stuff too, you would think that why wouldn't you line up him versus LeBron? Um, so yeah, we can get into that more next week. But that's all I have on it. Uh, um, Draymond would be my selection there. So just to recap, you have okay. Um, all Cavs before we get into LeBron um, and I actually have two and two so I had Kyrie um, Clay. Clay. Ky- Kyrie and TT yeah. or Tristan Thompson and then Clay and Draymond so um, and then the final sort of matchup is Durant and LeBron so I think I know where you're going with this but uh, I'll give you the floor for a minute or two. Yeah, I said I said uh, Jr. is probably my second favorite basketball player. Um, LeBron being number one on that list. Uh, I mean, he got the job done last year. He, um, you know, got the job done the year before. You know, honestly, but he didn't have a his supporting cast was out injured and all that kind of good stuff. But that's whatever. Um, LeBron, 
is I mean, it's tough to compare because LeBron's game is com- vastly different than the game Durant plays. Like I said, mm-hmm. Durant gets to a spot. He's tall. He's long. He gets to his spot. He pulls up over the defender and, and hits a shot. LeBron is more uh, get to the basket, kick and dish. Um, he's been shooting ve- well in the playoffs other than these last two games. He kind of got... Um, Kind of got back in his rhythm to end this this game tonight. So hopefully that continues. If if LeBron is is hitting an outside shot consistently, that makes him substantially more of a factor in the series moving forward. So that's something to look forward to. Um, but Durant is is uh, very 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 skilled offensively. He's um, I mean obviously he's a he's a better outside shooter than LeBron. Um, uh, maybe more of an isolation player. You know, the assists aren't there. I don't think as high as LeBron's are. Um, but I do like Durant. I really like Durant when he was in OKC. You know, moving to him, moving to Golden State kind of soured him a little bit for me. Um, just the way I don't know, just because I don't like Golden State, so that mm-hmm. kind of soured him to me. But I, I did like I did like his game in OKC. Um, I think he was. He was on his way to doing something there. Anyway, I mean, he made the finals and he was super young against LeBron in the Heat. Did his thing there. He's, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, he's always kind of not risen to the occasion against LeBron when he when he had the, the chance in the finals. But like I said, he was young. It was kind of like LeBron against the Spurs when he was real young. Um, but that team was, was interesting when they when they made it with Ibaka and Durant and Harden and in Westbrook and look look where that mm-hmm. got him but that's that's a different story but I'm definitely picking LeBron he's my favorite player he's my, in my opinion the best player I've ever seen play basketball um, he does it all he rebounds he'll defend he'll pass um, I don't know he's basically coach GM and, and owner of, of that <laughs> of that franchise so it's hard to question him when he makes a move and he He's uh, very analytical. He's very, you know, quick thinking. Um, he's he just he just competes, and I mean, they can say the same stuff about Durant, but it just comes down to I like I like LeBron more, and their games are somewhat similar. But I think you're gonna come to find out that they're pretty, they're you know, the, the system's way different that they're in, and their games are are a product of that. I mean, I, th- I think their games are a lot more different than, than people think they are. Just because people are are naive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm taking LeBron on this one, too. Um, I never really reminded Durant. Um, I still don't. I don't think this move really changes anything. And people who, people who say that him doing this changes his sort of legacy is and you know and then they're at the same time they're LeBron fans like LeBron kind of did the same thing so I think people need to just back off that a little bit and I don't think it changed either of their legacies to be honest but um <clears throat> yeah I'm, I'm sort of I'm sort of with you with everything you said about their games um and actually LeBron was kind of to me how I feel about Draymond now when he was younger where he would always just complain about fouls and do his little like LeBron cry face I mean he still does it and to me it's but to me it's just not um as substantial as it used to be and he's only gotten better 
over time, which that was one of my biggest gripes with LeBron fans was, you know, he would always shy away from the big shot, and that doesn't necessarily mean he'll take it now. I think he still kind of can leave it up to Kyrie sometimes, but the difference is now he actually has a player who can hit it, when before it's like, if you're the star of the team, you should be taking over in the crunch time, and now he's still the star of the team, but it's to me it's okay that he defers to Kyrie because Kyrie's you know maybe he's not as big of as a star as LeBron but he's definitely proven out over time that he can hit those big shots so if you're going to double LeBron to leave Kyrie open then that's just a mistake and I think that he realizes that and I don't think it's uh him deferring as much as people make it out to be I think it's just that you know by the by the purest definition of definition of him deferring it's true he defers to Kyrie but that's not because he can't doesn't think he can handle it it's just that he knows Kyrie can handle it so you know like any good boss he's delegating the responsibility in in my opinion so I think over time he's won me over a little bit um I still think he's the second greatest player in the NBA behind Michael but um NBA history but uh you know we can talk about that some other time too um, but yeah, I think overall, I would take LeBron. And if we we're, you know, a favorite game of NBA pastime is always, you know, if you were starting a franchise today, who would be your number one pick? And I know LeBron's old. He's probably what fifteen years in the league or twelve or at least. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's league. got yeah, probably twelve-ish. He was, came in in '03, so yeah. twelve or thirteen. I would still probably pick LeBron first overall, and I don't even I don't care what anyone says. I mean, for how many finals he's been in, and continually carries his team there, regardless of who he has around him. I mean, this year, like you said, he's probably he does have the best roster, um, even better than those Heat teams. You know, I'm you know me, I love Dwayne Wade, but <clears throat> where Kyrie is right now is ahead of probably where Wade was at that point, and. Well, I don't know. I, I guess I'd probably take Bosch over Love, but then the rest of the roster with, you know, he's got Corver, uh, Darren Williams somehow found the Fountain of Youth, yeah. and he's playing good yeah. again. Um, and he even has, uh, like, Char- uh, what's his name? Char- is it Charlie Fry? Or Channing. Channing Fry. Channing Fry, you know, who's who hasn't really played a lot in the postseason. But even him coming off the bench, I mean, he can give LeBron something, you know, even if it's a couple minutes. So I, I think I'm, I'm with you on this one, that this is his best roster, and he's got to go out now and win it. And I think they're – and I didn't put the benches on here as the the fit, as the sixth one, but I, th- I would take his bench probably over um, Golden State's bench. So – I think that he has to go out and win this series. I think, like Troy said a couple weeks ago, it doesn't. This doesn't hurt LeBron. It only help if you want to get into legacy talk. Um, but having said that, I still think he needs to go out and win this series and win the rubber match against the Warriors because who knows where they're going to be a year from now? Obviously, it might be, you know, Cavs Warriors round four. But there's just a lot of moving parts in the NBA, and it's kind of rare to see two teams go at it each year at the end of the year. So, um, yeah, I think he needs to win this one and 
and and shut shut up the haters. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely like, I definitely agree. Cause, I mean, I'm, I was one that said it originally. I think that this is his his most talented roster he's had anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's known that I wasn't a big fan of <laughs> Dwayne Wade back in the Heat days, but that's that's a story for another podcast. That's for sure. Um, but I, I do think this is the best roster, but I also think this Warriors team uh, is easily the best the best opponents he's faced in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's the matchup we're all hoping for. It's the matchup we, yeah. you know, ho- hopefully... Uh, well, it's the matchup we're all hoping for, and we can, you know, we'll, we'll give our predictions and we'll give our, our full breakdown probably next week when the finals are ready to kick off and uh yeah well we could do this dive deeper into this conversation uh give our predictions you know, i don't know maybe pick you know some uh you know like who to watch for who could have big games here who could do this there all that kind of fun stuff try to get some nba guests on for you see what we can do there who wants to talk about nba they can come on I don't know. I'm pretty sour towards towards our friends right now. Open mic challenge and nobody even stepped up. So yeah, nobody nobody stepped up open mic challenge, but that's all right. We'll get them. We won't give up. We'll we'll do our best. Um. So I picked all Cavs for my matchups, which shouldn't surprise anybody if you know me. Um. He picked three Cavs, two Warriors. Right? Is that right? Yep. And you mentioned the bench. Like you said, I would definitely pick the the Cavs bench over the Warriors bench. I think the Cavs are ridiculously deep. I mean, they could play 12 guys if, if they wanted to realistically probably. So that's yeah. that's unbelievable. I mean, it's just going to depend on matchups. You mentioned Channing Frye. He might, you know, he might be a good matchup for that small ball lineup or something. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll figure that all out. They should have a pretty good idea. Um you know, I'm sure they're already they've been scouting Golden State all year. You know, they've probably been planning for their their game plan all year. I'm sure they had you know guys on staff doing just that. So they'll be ready. Golden State will be ready. Um, the series will open up in Golden State for the uh, finals two in Golden State, two in Cleveland, and then one 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 alternating back and forth from Golden State to Cleveland. If it goes all seven. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. We will tell you if we think it will next week in the finals preview. Yep. Yeah, just just one last note on um, on the benches. We forgot to mention Shumpert. He's probably one of the better. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's necessarily a sixth man because he didn't. He's not getting a ton of time, or at least he didn't tonight. I don't think get a ton of time, but he's one of those factors when they go small. Like you could easily see him um, come into the game because I mean he's got he's I think six six five or six six so he's got some height on him and um, he's definitely been a contributor in the past so on, just in terms of bench for Cleveland they have him and then on the other side that my favorite um, probably one of my favorite players in the NBA is Iguodala and he's on their bench so I mean those two kind of cancel each other out to me. And then the rest of the Cavs bench is just, to me, so much better with Darren Williams, Corver, even Derek Williams is is on the bench, and Richard Jefferson still, 
I don't know how he's still in the league, but <laughs> he still contributes minutes. I mean, that's not to say that Warriors with, like, David West, like you said, um, can't give you some quality minutes here and there, but to me the Cavs bench just is so much better than the Warriors bench, so if it came down to that, I would I would be picking the Cavs bench too. So Yeah, for sure. Shumpert, Shumpert's like, you know, one of them plus defenders, super, super athletic. Uh, can give you give mm-hmm. you good minutes on both sides of the court, and he, I think he's been shooting very very well from three. I think he's up close to forty percent recently, so that's a that's a huge plus for him if he can you know cause he he can guard he could probably guard Durant for short stretches of time and and the final if if it came down to that and if he's shooting you know thirty eight percent from three that's that's a huge guy eating up some some second minutes there for you. Um, yep. Yeah, he can guard. He can guard anywhere from from Curry to Durant for short for short bursts. I mean, obviously he'd be better matched up on Clay. Yeah, yeah. Than either sure. of those two. But if you needed a spot, you know, if you needed a five to seven minute spot to cover Curry, he could do it. Or a five to seven minute spot to cover Durant, you know, at the end of a quarter or something to give LeBron an extra breather, then he could definitely do it. So, um, you know, he has that. He has that defense ability, in my opinion, to to take a couple, couple minutes here and there on either of those two top guys. Yeah, I just have a. I just I just remembered to bring this up from the Cavs game tonight. Uh, LeBron, uh, if you watch the game, you know LeBron had four fouls at the six minute mark in the second quarter, which is what eighteen minutes of game time. He had four fouls in. I yeah. I don't. And that's very anti-lo. I don't. I don't care who LeBron. it is. You can't call four fouls on a guy in 18 minutes. Yeah. Especially the, the best player in the league. You can't do it. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it was Patrick McCaw. You don't call four fouls on one guy <laughs> in 18 minutes of game time. It's impossible. I think you call four fouls on Patrick McCaw just for starting. I mean, it, I, I would. I don't. I would bet money that they had a call from the league office when they got into the referee's locker room at halftime. What are you guys doing? You can't call four fouls on anybody in 18 minutes of game time. I don't care who it is. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially yeah, if just, LeBron James. I mean, you don't want to say these guys get special treatment, but you know they do. You know they don't want LeBron James fouled mm-hmm. out of a playoff game on national TV. You know, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Like you said, you know, you're not, you're not a LeBron fan, and you know that's that's wrong for anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's that's ridiculous, and and it is. That's just the way the league is. Stars don't foul out. I mean, pretty much nobody fouls out, but definitely the stars. I mean, it's not, obviously it's not like college. College is only five yeah. fouls, so it's a lot easier to bow out. But <clears throat> and it's six in the NBA, so yeah, that's just not. Um, that ain't right. I guess is the best way to say that. Yeah, I mean, come on, you can't can't call four fouls on on the guy that people tune in to watch TV on. I mean, that's just the the way the league is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like you don't you don't yeah. you. It's like you don't let you don't let Brady get punched in the face when he's getting a sack or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't you don't let your ratings get get set on the bench. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just just one last note on Trump. He's he is shooting forty four percent from three. Oh man, that's in the better than I thought it was. 
Yeah, so he's a good dude. He's uh Yeah, if we can keep that up, that's a big plus for them. Um that's, Darren Williams is shooting fifty percent. Yeah, he's looking good. He's in shape. He's <coughs> he I, I don't know if he's quick enough to stay with Curry and them, but if he could you know, play play with against the second team guards they got, I think he could give him a boost there, give him some good minutes. Yeah. He'd, be, he'd actually be a pretty good matchup for Livingston. I know Livingston's way taller than him. But yeah, but he's, so, he's going to be so much stronger than Livingston. Yeah, he's he's so much beefier yeah. and stronger than William, or Livingston. It would be kind of actually interesting to see those two go at it if they if they ever are on the court at the same time, which but obviously they're both on the second teams, so they should be at least some point, but... Yeah, I saw Livingston. Who knows how they I saw be. Livingston versus Petty Mills, who was maybe a little bit shorter than than Williams, but you know, kind of, kind of mm-hmm. little, kind of a little bigger body than him, but definitely shorter, I think. And Livingston would, um, you know, get to that Carmelo Anthony short corner and just jump. You know, he was way taller than him. He'd just jump over, not jump over him, but jump taller than him and just flick it in. Um, but yeah. I think with the Ron, he'd obviously put up more of a fight than Patty Mills did, and I think he's. You know, more skilled on offense to use that weight and strength to his advantage on, on offense against against Livingston. So yeah, you're right. I think that is a, an interesting matchup, and hopefully one we'll see in the finals here come June first. So that's, that's all I got for basketball. What do you got? That's that's it. I mean, we've already covered. I mean, we covered it. In as much detail as I want to do. Yeah, like I said, we have all next week for for to take our super deep dive in. So that's that's all I got. All right, we can wrap it up and we can get to bed. Yep. All right. So we had about that time. We had uh. Mm -hmm. So that's our fifth show, I believe. Um. Yep. Episode episode five. five down the down the tubes coming at you in your ears um we're going to be back next week we'll maybe reach out to our our insiders again see if we can get some nba guys on break down the finals um most of us are rooting for the Cavs, so if you're a warriors fan i don't know sorry <laughs> that's all right um so yeah we'll be back back next week around this time you know we're on itunes stitcher google play Everything that has a podcast, we're on it. Follow us on Twitter at Channel79Pod. Tweet us. Um, go to our website. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll put some NBA content up for the finals. We haven't had much to do really going on lately. Um, I tweeted out the link to donate to us. We had one donation so far. Any guesses who it was? Uh, was it no, Andy Vo. Andy Vogue. $1.23. One dollar and twenty-three yep. cents. <laughs> What's? I mean, it, there's gotta be a significance. Oh, I don't know. I, well, I, maybe we'll I bring, didn't ask him. We'll bring him on or something. Yeah, yeah. If you donate, we'll maybe we'll maybe that means you can be a guest on our one of our episodes if you donate to us. Um, I tried to put the link on the oh, website well. and I couldn't figure it out. So maybe maybe you can do that if I send it to you. Yeah. Um. So we'll get. One dollar and twenty-three cents must be uh, his share of seed drill. Oh, maybe yeah, seed drill. Don't. Well, maybe now you should buy seed drill because 
can only go up from here, we hope. But, um, yeah, so shout out to Vo for that. Um, $1.23. I don't know. We'll do something cool with that. And that's it. We got the NBA show coming up next week. Maybe we'll preview uh, the USD card a little bit. If we have some time, if we're not running too late after basketball. And we also got golf tournament next week. What's that? Uh, damn in. Tournament. Oh, that's right. Scramble tournament. Uh, damn in tournament. We aren't done talk about that. But. Shout out <coughs> to the damn in. Best restaurant ever. Top five anyway. Oh, definitely. Definitely top three. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. Best Super Bowl party ever. Oh, definitely best Super Bowl party ever. Got a new extension down down beneath there. Huge projector screen, ping pong tables. Um, yeah, it's, it's got a good thing going on out there. It's a good golf tournament. Um, my team's obviously going to win, so don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be a good day. We'll have maybe we'll put some content up on Twitter there from the the damn tournament. Oh yeah, we'll be tweeting. Um, I think everybody's got a team that we know. Nice. Well, I think Jeremy needed two people. Did you ever find anybody? I can't remember. Probably All right, Jeremy, if you're listening, just find two more people and couldn't get in a tournament. Um. All right, that's it. Follow us on Twitter. Listen to our podcast. Tell your friends. Uh, go to the website. If you have any extra money, donate it to us or donate to some other thing that you want to donate it to. Just be a good person and keep listening to us. Good night. Bye.